Hello. Hi, Mandy. Hello. How's everyone doing? Wonderful. Fantastic. Good. So far, good. They're, they're, they're nice people so far, Mandy. So far. <laughs> we haven't, good to hear. We haven't shown our true colors. We will yet. see in, a, in, in half an hour or two an hour. They're still nice. So right. good. Recording in progress. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AD Banter. Banter, banter, and insert cowbell here. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we don't have we a cowbell. We got no cowbell. We have no cowbell Terrible. this week. Okay, so let me break it to the audience right off the, <laughs> right off the bat. Uh, so, uh, hey, oh, hey, hold on. Well, wait, I got to do the, now you see you completely derailed me, Steve. Uh, hey, this is, the, of course, the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability. Hey, my name is Rob Minot, and joining me today, Mr. Steve Barkley. That is me. And Thanks. that's and that's it. Um, alone at last, Steve. It, it only took six years, uh, but uh, it's just it's just you and me today. Yeah, we finally shed that dead weight, huh? Yep, absolutely. Phew, Ooh. man. Yeah. Uh, no, Mr. Ryan Flurry is off at the dentist, and Liz Malone is in whereabouts unknown. We're not really sure what she's up to, but she wasn't able to make it. So Let, we'll... let's assume she's in paradise. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. We'll yeah. give her the third degree uh, next week when she returns, and, and we'll get the the entire story of exactly where she was. Um, how you doing? Excellent. Most excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, before we go into the weeds at all, Mr. Steve. Yes. Uh, what uh, What are we doing today? Today, we have two folks joining us from the Canadian Accessibility Network. We've got uh, Tony Labillois and Mandy Crespo. Hi, guys. Welcome. Uh, welcome to AT Banter. Hi, and thank you very much for inviting us. Yeah, thank you so much. Great to have you. Rob and I have been doing a little bit of reading about your program, but maybe uh, one of you can pick up and, and run with a quick overview of what uh, what you do there at the Canadian Accessibility Network. And uh, yeah, tell us about that. I'm um, the Vice President of Governing Council of the Canadian Accessibility Network since 2020. And I'm also the chair of the Advisory Council of this network, uh, now made of more than 60 organizations coming from different uh, sectors, uh, including uh, academics and um, business, crown corporations, government departments, uh, nonprofit organizations, uh, name it. There's a, there's, we're trying to even more diversify even more the membership. But um, we're proud to say that in, in less than two years, uh, maybe a little bit than two years, actually, we have um, more than, than 60 collaborating organizations in, in the network, more than 100 people that uh, come from uh, across Canada, uh, at least seven provinces, if not more, right now. And um, we, we try to um, improve accessibility uh, altogether. I, I think we're stronger together, and we can discuss about that a bit later. Uh, I'll let Mandy talk a bit about her role uh, at the 
the national office and uh, the network is led by Carleton University and, and Mandy is, is part of that. Yeah, great. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, so I'm, I'm the program manager of CAN. We call it CAN for short. And uh, it, as Tony said, it, it is a, uh, came out of Carleton University and is the housed, the national office is housed at Carleton. And I, I think it, it, it's, a, it's a really special place to be right now because Carleton University for a long time has had a reputation about advancing accessibility. Uh, we've got really great uh, programs and, and supports for students with disabilities. And from there, it has grown into much more over the years. And now Carleton really is a, a hub for advancing accessibility for, for all people across Canada. And so the idea of the Canadian Accessibility Network came about a little bit over three years ago, three, four years ago. And uh, it's, it came out of what we call the READ Initiative, the office that I'm in. Uh, READ Initiative stands for Research, Education, Accessibility and Design. And so it's an office at Carleton that, that is really about supporting accessibility, um, not just for students, but for everyone at Carleton and then a lot for outside of Carleton. And so the Reed Initiative had this idea to create a network and, and really bring people together across the country and across sectors, as Tony said. And so uh, the CAN started in the end of 2019 with a, a summit event. And since then, everything moved to, to online. So ever since then, we've had an online network and have been building and growing for the past uh, a little bit over two years, uh, like Tony said. And, and our, our focus is to, to both just bring people together overall, but also to focus in the areas of community engagement, employment, education and training, policy, and research design and innovation. So we have different groups that get together in those areas. And then we also have the advisory council that, that Tony is the chair of where anyone can come and, and talk about what we can do to support each other and, and, and really learn from each other across the country. So that's really interesting that the timing is interesting because um, when you first started up, um, of course, it was it would have been pre-COVID, um, and then, like you said, we we went into to COVID and everything went virtual. Did that was that was there a little bit of a silver lining to that? Because did did that shift to to every moving everything online? Did that sort of help the network sort of um, expand its reach really naturally? Uh, I will say that. It, it, yeah, we, we were probably born a bit at the same time than the COVID-19 virus. We didn't spread as quickly yet, but we're still <laughs> spreading pretty fast. Um, we didn't stop society. We're trying to enable uh, society and the economy uh, for uh, a more inclusive uh, um, participation of everyone, um, including people that don't necessarily consider themselves as, as people with disabilities uh, traditionally. So COVID brought a few things, um, the pandemic brought a few things to us. Uh, yeah, it, it gave us the tools to work even more quickly, more efficiently online. Um, we didn't expect it to be fully virtual, but that's what it's been so far. We hope to eventually see some of us together in a, a future summit one day, but we know that we can function very well 
and attracts others very well and uh, stay in, in close connections and in, in collaboration uh, throughout the, the, the sequence the, 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 of, let's say, the, the change in, in our lives that, that we face. Um, so it's it's, it's, yeah, it, it brought something um, as a catalyst uh, in terms of technology, but also some events in 2020 uh, brought uh, equity, diversity, inclusion, and therefore accessibility at the same time at the forefront of the preoccupations in, in many modern countries, including Canada. Um, there's a, there was an opportunity there to uh, raise um, more awareness um, along the, these lines uh, towards accessibility. Um, also, the fact that, um, as I was mentioning, some some people, uh, as we say, I, I, I work in Statistics Canada usually, so, so we um, do surveys um, on the Canadian survey on disability. By the way, if you receive the questionnaire, the, 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 the people listening to this, if you receive the questionnaire, please fill the survey. Uh, it's very important. It's done after each census. The last one was in 2017, and we're currently in collection for 2022. And if you need to understand the world of uh, accessibility and persons with disabilities, we, we have results uh, for you uh, at StatScan. Uh, so traditionally, yeah, there's some people that um, are there, and, and because of the definition we have, in that survey, we, we think as defining disability uh, uh, as, uh, with a social model. So it's not really the medical uh, aspects that we're looking at. It's really the, the barriers that people are facing in their uh, daily activities, in their daily life or in society or in, the, in participating in the economy that we look at. So the same thing happens for COVID-19, suddenly the, the environment was changed. Someone with a respiratory disease or someone with um, a, a weak immune system or um, someone who suddenly fears the public space um, and now fears it even more uh, or has more anxiety than in the past suddenly they don't consider themselves as persons with disability in the traditional sense, but they have new barriers. They, they have suddenly um, an, um, a new activity limitation because of that context that changed for all of us. Right. And the, the, the situation is exacerbated for them. You guys do research projects as well. Correct. We at Can we we don't do research projects, and yet we're connected to a, a whole network of people that do research projects. So even at at Carleton and within the Read Initiative, we we have a, a lot of research projects on the go. Uh, so it's an interesting kind of. Uh, kind of uh, place to be in with CAN, where, where CAN brings together people around research, and, and we've even um, begun applying for research grants that bring together our, our different collaborators across the network, but we don't particularly do research through CAN. So we're more of a network, and, and the, the research comes out of the network. I see. Okay. Yeah. The, the research is shared, though, in the network. And, uh, it provides a, a catalyst for 
um, identifying key issues from the different partner organizations through that advisory council we were talking about a, a bit earlier and that I have the, the privilege to chair. Um, we use the, the advisory council as a, a, like an antenna to collect all different issues or, or the different questions on a specific issue and um, to um, get input in, in all kinds of ways. Um, and we've been very fortunate to uh, use that technology for organizing part of the meetings uh, that we have in, into workshops so that we could collect the wisdom from each of the representatives of the um, 60 organizations that are members of this um, um, advisory council. And in another part, we also use that antenna uh, to make sure that we broadcast to each other what research or, or what um, awareness activities or what uh, other good initiatives that members, member organizations are, are, are doing. So it, it's actually to get input for the networks and uh, orientations and actions, most importantly, but also to um, share uh, information uh, from the different partners, uh, from the network to partners, but from different partners to each other as well. And, and uh, that's why I was saying earlier that I, I feel that we're much stronger together um, when we um, know that we can rely on, on that network and on its mechanisms that, that have evolved in the last two years already because um, we have a, a, an advisory council, uh, we also have a, a governing council, and, and we have some domain area committees, but we're also looking at, at um, new approaches like a, a CAN Connect forum uh, where that happens regularly and where people can share even more in detail and, and tackle more in detail some specific issues. Yeah, and I, Tony, I think that's that's really what it's about is that that ability to share information and and, and support each other's ideas and initiatives. And well, we just started a newsletter, and the first one went out at the beginning of this month. And we ask all can collaborator can collaborators to contribute to that newsletter, and it ends up being a, a pretty long newsletter, <laughs> lots of information in there. But when we sent out the first one, the feedback we got was, I've, I've never seen such a breadth of information about accessibility all in one place. And so I, it's that idea where you can, you can go to one place and really find out what you need to know, or if you're looking for uh, someone to collaborate with or partner with, or, or um, just want to, to connect with other people who may be doing similar work to you in different places across the country. That's really what where CAN plays its role. So, so I think we're, we're as a two-year-old network, we're just starting to get to that point where, where we're seeing the benefits of, of putting people together and seeing where those relationships can go. So it's, it really is in that building phase and it's, it's building, I would say pretty, pretty quickly at this point, we're getting a lot more people very quickly involved and which is an amazing thing. I, there's so much room for, for more involvement. Um, I do want to say we, we are um, accepting new collaborators right now. So if there's anyone listening across the country, anyone from uh, any sector, 
anyone that's involved in accessibility at all uh, that wants to be involved in the network and uh, you you can be and we are accepting both organizations and individuals who want to be involved and so if you are interested the the best way to find out more is is uh, shoot us an email at can at carlton.ca and we can get you more information about about being a part of that network. Uh, kind of the benefits of being involved is, like Tony said, it's that uh, getting to uh, meet other people. You get to be on the advisory council where you meet with others three times a year and hear that that national voice of accessibility. What is what are people uh, struggling with, or what challenges are we facing, and what could we really do together that we can't do separately? And that's where we spend our time thinking about uh, what what we can move forward together. Together. And so um, some of the things like Tony said that we've been doing a lot of lately is we are in Ottawa. Uh, we've got a lot of collaborators that have have experience with policy, uh, with government. Um, and and so it's been a really good, good way to to uh, hear what everyone is saying across the country and and then start providing some input to government and policies and and thinking more about the directions that we want to see taken across the country and how we can help influence decisions and and policies and the way things are being shaped right now so so it is a very powerful place to be uh, since we are in the capital and and at carlton and uh, have have partners and collaborators from across the country I do find it really interesting too that you know that the timing of all of this is lining up too because you know the of course the ACA was was launched in in 2019 uh, as well. Did that sort of have any influence on um, in the creation of the network? I think it did. Um, I think uh, it's um, also a perfect timing to um, launch such a network so that it can support. The, the, such a, a, a new legislation, and it can bring more alignment um, towards um, suggestions of, of what to do to move uh, society and economy in Canada towards universal accessibility. Um, this, that being said, in the network, organizations uh, have the right to disagree. Uh, there are some topics for which um, some members will probably say that we should go in one direction and other members would argue that we need to go in the opposite direction. And we know that this can happen and, and that it will happen and that's fine. But we, we try, we're trying to build on the consensus um, that we find in our conversations and then to influence um, key players like Government of Canada, like other um, major organizations. Um, uh, I'll not hide it. I, I, I would welcome more um, larger players in, in the private sector, uh, as I think they, they can suddenly learn a lot and they can make a difference uh, by being members because suddenly they would have lots of um, um, opportunities to um, inform the members of what they, they aim to do uh, to make Canada a more accessible place um, or, or a certain 
aspects, let's say, that they're, they're involved in, uh, as well as opportunities to um, suggest things to others on, on what we could do uh, together. So, yeah, there's the, the, the some places where we, we are following the spirit of the act uh, and we want to make sure that we um, support the government and the other stakeholders into uh, achieving accessibility. I mean, uh, for example, uh, Mandy was talking about uh, in getting involved. Uh, I got involved uh, a bit by coincidence uh, and suddenly um, in May 2020, I received an email from um, someone in the um, uh, Office for Public Sector Accessibility that knows my um, involvement for the last 20 years as champion for persons with disabilities in, in Statistics Canada and uh, in the most recent years, uh, even more actively in, in the public service. And, and suddenly as Can was uh, recruiting members for their governing council, uh, someone there thought that I could be uh, interested and a potentially good candidate. So I remember reading one other email relatively late at night and suddenly looking at this saying, wow, okay, that sounds interesting. Maybe I should look at the forums and see if, if, if I have something to bring forward. And I drafted something in the next hour and suddenly submitted my draft to the person who had asked me to, if I would be interested. And to my surprise, he didn't even give me feedback. He just said, excellent, and sent that directly to the people at Charlton. And then a few months later, long story short, I mean, I was involved. And I filled that form very quickly because of my passion for making the world more accessible, for my desire uh, as an individual um, that was born with very low vision. I, I felt like uh, there was a, an opportunity here to make a, a bigger contribution, to, to give back even more. For me, as uh, someone at the national office, my favorite thing about CAN is that it's not it's not driven by Carlton. It's not driven by the national office. It really is uh, about bringing community together and allowing community to guide where this goes. So, um, it, I, which is what I love. I love that we're in a place where where we're constantly asking the network, "What do you want to do? Where where do you want to see this go? Where can we support you?" And and people can bring forward ideas or say, "This is where I think we need to put our energies right now." And and we as a national office, we're here to support those ideas and and provide administration. Or, or project management or whatever it is that we can do to, to help move ideas forward. So, uh, so it's a pretty cool place to, to be and, and get to share ideas with other people and then have support to really move ideas forward that maybe, maybe you couldn't do on your own. Yeah, I mean, I have to say that the, 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 the network is such a great idea. Um, you know, disability resources historically part of the problem with it is that they're incredibly spread out um, because I mean, really disability, it, 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 there's, it's such a huge gradient. Um, you have all kinds of different disabilities and, and everybody, even within those individual disability communities have different needs. So it can be even that the idea of accessibility can be an incredibly challenging one to try to tackle. 
And so with a network, you know, you, you do have these, you know, all these resources available to you and you can just go to the network and, and ask questions and get advice because for an organization or an institution or a business that's looking, that wants to become more accessible, sometimes they don't even know where to start. So having a network like this to rely on, to ask the questions in sort of a, a safe space, um, I, I think is, is incredibly important and, and, and a really great idea. And it just makes me wonder why the heck we didn't think of this before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> no, I would just say because it's very challenging <laughs> for the reasons you said, Rob, like, uh, because it's, it's that diversity of perspectives and, and, um, yeah, everyone, sometimes people need all different things. And at the same time, uh, we, we are see, experiencing exactly what you just said too, where we see people coming together, um, from across different areas or sectors and sharing ideas and going, Oh, why, why didn't we connect before? So, um, like we had an event, two weeks ago, we, we have uh, every every month or two, we have a Can Connect forum, like Tony said. And at our last Can Connect forum, we, we opened it up for a conversation about employment post COVID. And, and what does that what does that mean? What do we need to be thinking about what's happening right now that, that we could be taking action on um, across the country? And uh, we had people from from all over. Uh, we had about uh, we ended up with about 70 or so individuals that came, had breakout rooms and um, and it just had such amazing conversations. And, and it's both for people within can within the network and people outside of the network can also attend these. And you just learn, learn from other people. So we had people on on separate coasts that were saying, oh, I didn't I, what you're doing might work here. And so I think it was it, it's such a neat opportunity opportunity to get to see that. And then we're also working on uh, a few different projects like Tony mentioned um, a lot. We've, we're hearing a lot about uh, the need for uh, more like environmental scans or, or resources that encompass a lot of what's happening across Canada. And so we're really focused right now on, on, on moving towards building resources that people can access and go, okay, uh, we want to know more about employment of persons with disabilities. There's a million resources out there. Where do we start? Where do we go if we don't know anything? Or where do I go if I need more expertise? Um, so we're, we're working on within our network to, to build out those resources as well. So I, I would say you're going to see a lot of really wonderful things coming out this year. Um, we, we've got a lot of good things going, but I, I, I have a lot of, uh, a, a, I'm hearing a lot and seeing a lot for, for people within the network that I think is going to um, be pretty game changing within the next year, just that ability to share resources and information across the country. And that, that makes it very exciting when Mandy says that uh, for, for all of us who are involved in that. You, you were saying, Rob, why did someone... Uh, why didn't someone do this earlier? Well, we are very fortunate to have the commitment of Carlton University to at least have some core resources and to make sure that there's a coordination. Having a network is important, but making sure that there's a, a clear commitment by, by a player like Carlton University to um, make sure that this network stays alive and, and stays healthy 
over the long run, I, I think is a, a key for success. Um, you alluded to the heterogeneity of, of um, uh, human situations. And yeah, I will, I will say that in my 20 years as champion, I, I witnessed all kinds of, uh, um, let's say, uh, activity limitations that uh, people were facing. But uh, an immense creativity and very much more diverse approaches to cope with the activity limitations and to overcome them. Uh, and and we, we can learn from the lived experiences of, of uh, the clients of certain organizations or uh, of some of the, the members of, of the network to um, move forward because it's complex. To, to make things universally accessible is, is a complex task, especially with such a, a quick pace for um, certain products and certain services that at, at which they evolve. And, I mean, it is... Um, a daunting task for an for one organization alone. So uh, that's why we feel that uh, as part of the network, we are um, further along and, and closer to uh, achieving more broader accessibility. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's really why, that's why universal design is such an important concept because, you know, to try to keep up with, with you know, technology that you're right is constantly evolving and it's evolving at a pace that, you know, uh, it, it's it's impossible to keep up just even as a consumer. Um, but you know, by so by the time you know you make you make one um, piece of technology accessible, well then by then it's evolved into something completely different, and you're sort of constantly sort of chasing after the technology, and that's why like universal design and and getting organizations and manufacturers on board who are building devices and software and apps from the ground up they're building that you know through the lens of universal design then we you know we don't have to worry we're not like sort of trying to sort of always chase this stuff with a with an accessibility band-aid yeah i think that's a great point and um i i know it this won't air for a few days but we also have an event going on through the read initiative where the can national office is it's called enable ottawa and it's a uh, um, it's a conference, a two-day conference that's tomorrow and the next day that is about uh, assistive and adaptive technologies. And so it is a chance every year to hear about all of the great uh, technologies that are that are um, happening right now and things that are coming up in the future and learning more about about. Uh, Staying, staying ahead of that curve or on, on the curve, at least, of, of all the great new things that are coming up. And now, how often do you guys have events um, in general? Well, the um, READ initiative, like that event I just mentioned, Enable Ottawa happens every year. And then we also have workshops that happen throughout the year. Uh, for CAN, we, we just started our series of the CAN Connect forums. We had the first one in January. And we've had uh, one of those once a month. We've had a different session with a with a different different topic. They're all virtual. They're one hour over the lunch hour here in Eastern Standard Time. So I know for our people on different coasts that that is different time zones. Uh, but for us, it's from twelve to one. Um, 
And so right now it's once a month. We're taking a little break over the summer because we know a lot of people have have competing priorities over the summer and that's that's okay. You need to need to uh, get out and enjoy the sun a little bit too. So we'll come back in August with our Can Connect forums and then we're also looking at having a um, professional development series that would that would start up in the fall as well. So you'll see at least one event a month from Can in August and after that. And then we also have our advisory council meetings three times a year. We have five different domain area committees to get involved in. And, and those meetings will start taking place in the fall. Each of them will happen about three times a year and be an opportunity to connect with different communities. So we, we have no shortage of ways to get involved in the network. You can, uh, if you wanna join the network, you can get involved in by just being on the advisory council, or you could also be in some of the smaller committees. You could do project work, or, or you could just receive the newsletter, which comes out every few months, every two months. So uh, lots of different ways that you can get involved based on your availability and, and what you're able to contribute at that time. Is it through that newsletter or through um, special emails sent to uh, the uh, members, uh, you could learn about even more activities that are broadcasted by some of the collaborators um, that are participating in the network. Yeah, and we also are on social media as well. So if you want to follow CAN, um, we're on Twitter at, at CAN Collaborate is our handle. And on LinkedIn, you can look for CAN, the Canadian Accessibility Network. And, and that's a really great place to, to see all the activities that are happening within CAN collaborator organizations as well. Um, we, we do lots of sharing each other's events and, and uh, learning opportunities, their research, um, anything that we hear of that's happening or that we see um, anything at all that's coming out, we, we are there to share it and help other people connect. No, no, I'm also on LinkedIn, so is Mandy, if you want to connect with us or any of the yeah, people listening who want to connect with us. I mean, you're, you're more than welcome. And uh, I think we're both very passionate about uh, about these things. And uh, we um, are always looking for um, other allies. That's right. I don't know if you can tell, we both like to talk too. So <laughs> we'll be happy to tell you more. <laughs> no, listen, you're, you, you guys are a podcaster's dream. We can just, we're just, we're just sitting back and putting our feet up and relaxing and letting you guys do all the work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, um, um, can you guys give, give the way, if anybody's interested, please give the website again, because I, I can't stress enough. You guys are doing amazing work. This is an incredible idea. And the fact that you guys are only two years old and you guys have, have come so far, um, I think says a lot about just how much work you're putting into it. But also, I think I think the temperature is right out there. People are interested in accessibility. And I think that one of the big barriers has been a lot of companies just haven't really known where to start or, or where to go. And I think that uh, that the network uh, is going to really provide that for a lot of people. So um, by all means, give the, the website again. If uh, if people are interested, we'll, we'll have all of this information in our show notes as well. Um, but just the, the website and um, if, if anybody is interested in, in chatting with either of you, maybe your contact info. Sure. 
Yep. The website is carlton.ca slash reads slash can, or you can just search for Canadian Accessibility Network. Uh, and you can reach out to us. Our email is can at carlton.ca. So that's that's the easiest way to contact us. And, and I reply to that email. So you, you get me. <laughs> you, you get me as your contact. Um, otherwise, uh, you can you can also just reach out to me. My my personal email is mandy.crespo at carlton.ca. And I'm sure you can add that information into the uh, podcast, too, if you'd like. But uh, yeah, so that's that's the easiest way to reach us is is uh, probably by by email. Uh, I'd, I'd give you a phone number, but but most likely you don't even get phones anymore. It's we're all about find us on social media or or send us a, a message. <laughs> I, you know what? I can't even tell you when the last time I phoned anywhere and didn't get a phone tree. <laughs> you, just, you just get robots. Pretty much robots are just going to take over the phone lines everywhere, anyways. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All and right. if you see other opportunities at which the um, uh, Canadian Accessibility Network should be discussed, like other podcasts or other uh, okay. social media, uh, other um, anything, uh, conferences, whatever, we're looking for more visibility for the network. So okay. we need more allies like you. If you can suggest things and or partners and so on that we should approach. Awesome. We'll be happy to. Well, I thought about three while while we were talking. <laughs> Wonderful. There you go. And Rob, I would say too, I love the, the point you made earlier about uh, like companies or organization that organizations that may be looking for information about accessibility, this is a great place to go. Or even for those seasoned professionals who who have worked in this uh, worked in accessibility for a long time and are just looking to expand their reach and share information. This is this is also a good spot. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, we we last week we our, our podcast we just kind of sat around and talked about accessibility, and uh, even amongst us who who sort of are veterans in it, it can be a really really hard topic to really wrap your head around and to really uh, come down in in any one given spot. Um, with definitions or what makes something yeah. accessible to one person may, may not make it accessible to somebody else. So having yeah. a network like this and having so many resources, I, I think is just is essential in order to really drive the, the ball forward. Yeah. Absolutely. And plus the fact that if suddenly the more we are, the, the, the more influential we will become. If suddenly we have large businesses, different um, organizations at, at different governmental level, for example, or, or different um, uh, non-profit organizations and so on. I mean, the more we are under that umbrella the, 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 in that catalyst, the more suddenly we can claim uh, that for the things we agree on, that, that they're needed and that we can align them. You were talking about standards earlier and about how fast certain things evolve. Well, at some point, hopefully, we can influence the the choices uh, of, of for some of these things in society as a network, at least for what we know is absolutely needed. Even if we were to disagree on some of the other things, right. that that's already a plus for uh, influencing uh, more rapidly the accessibility agenda. I love it. See, I love your I love your guys's positive attitude too. I have to say, we're gonna get there. 
That's right. <laughs> well, it's, good, it's good uh, to see that we're so much on the same page uh, without even any previous practice or discussion. That's right. Uh, you know, my, my experience, I've, I've been doing this for over 30 years now, and, and uh, you know, I've seen so many examples of um, communities fracturing and becoming less and less cohesive and less and less cooperative. Um, so anything that, that kind of pulls it all back together, I view as being a very, a very positive influence. Yeah. And I think what you mentioned earlier too, about the timing, I think the timing is just key right now because yeah. it is a moment in time where, uh, where people are thinking about equity, diversity, and inclusion in a way that maybe they weren't before right. they're thinking about accessibility. We have the accessible Canada act that is having, you know, uh, crown corporations and uh, anyone that, that is under that federal legislation that must be looking at this. And so we do have even, um, we have organizations that have come and been a, uh, joined CAN and said, we've had to do this, but now we wanna do more and we don't know where to go from here. You know, this isn't enough. And so, uh, yeah, so I think it's that bringing together people from from not just across the country, but from um, uh, different levels of, of uh, knowledge and information about how do you go about making change. So I, I yeah, I it's, it's definitely not something that one one person or one organization can do. And in this moment, I think it if if, if we can pull together in the right way right now, this could be at least in I'm yes, I'm very uh, probably too altruistic, but I think this is a, a key moment where we can uh, yeah. really drive change for accessibility. But we, we can't do it alone. We have to do it together. Yep. Well, thanks again, guys. This It's been so fun. Steve and Rob, thanks so much for having us. And Tony, you're just a, a pleasure to, it's a pleasure to be your sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, Mandy, I, I really like, uh, I really liked our first experience together and um, with uh, Rob and Steve that we didn't know. We had never spoken to before. So that shows how planets can be aligned when um, we talk about accessibility See, exactly accessibility bringing the world together hey <laughs> and, and when, okay one, one last thing I, I can't resist but when you make things accessible it's not just for people with an activity limitation that some issues are exacerbated for some humans but you make the world accessible to, to more accessible to, to everyone yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you again, guys. Uh, and like I said, anything else we can do to help? Um, happy to have you guys on at any time uh, if we can help out in any way. If you have an event that you want to come on and promote, uh, happy. Just just yeah. reach out at any time. Wonderful. Thank you very much for that thank offer. Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Take care. Have a great evening. Okay. Oof. Wow. They were talkers. Yeah. But that's nice. I, I listen, I like talking to people who are pa that passionate about accessibility. I mean, that's awesome. Absolutely. You know, I was, I was so impressed when I, when I got onto their website and I started looking at all of the um, organizations that uh, are, are collaborators within that network. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they've got a, a really solid lineup of, of, you know, colleges and universities right across the country, as well as, yeah. um, you know, consumer organizations, private enterprise, um, you know, all, all kinds of, uh, of different organizations that are, you know, dealing with 
different areas of of accessibility of of uh, inclusiveness um it's um it's really neat to see and and this is a network that could really grow out and uh, uh become a huge factor in um how canada moves forward in yeah. terms of of uh, addressing issues around accessibility and inclusion a hundred percent yeah i had the same experience when i went to the website um frankly i was shocked to learn that uh that they were only two years old um because it, it, to me it looked like it was a 10 year old um project because they've they've come so far in only two years yeah, indeed. And uh, uh, another thing I notice is that there's some there's some glaring gaps of, you know, national organizations that really should be part of this. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I mean, I like I looking at their the list, I, I thought you we could fill this up with like 20 more overnight, you know, in just thinking of, of different organizations that it's a no brainer for them to be members of that they're not yet. So, yeah, yeah I, I suspect that uh, we're going to see a lot of growth and we're going to be hearing a lot more from from can um and really like you know when you when we really start to think about it and especially on the heels of our conversation last week this is a no-brainer this is of course this is what we need in order to move this forward because how are we going to really you know learn about how to do universal design properly or how to build out accessibility properly without something like this like shared resources and a lot of different conversations um going forward i i mean i think it's just impossible for one for one committee somewhere to try to to try to figure out policy for an entire country well you think about the number of times that we've talked about organizations who have you know launched off and said oh we're going to do something and it's going to be accessible but then they've never really um gotten uh, buy-in or, or, or opinions of people within the community itself. It's yeah. like, oh, well, you know, we know, we know how to do it. Um, you know, if you're, if you're going, if you're going to try and make something that, that, you know, is universally designed, um, you need to have voices, you need to have input, you need to have experience from the community. And this is a, a place that can provide all of that yep. in such a meaningful way. So, fantastic organization yeah absolutely i'm excited I'm, I'm really excited about accessibility which is uh which is good because it is national accessibility week but of course when this mm -hmm. airs uh it won't be but that's okay um all right well see we did fine without uh without ryan and liz yeah i see once we get rid of the dead weight we're, we're yeah. good we're streamlined yeah. i mean i feel like we're a lot lighter i feel there's nobody stepping on each other that was just well a well produced and pointed episode that will go down in history as probably one of the the better at venture podcast episodes but we could be biased uh, slightly, yes. Yeah. But I am looking forward to having them back. <laughs> it's true. There's a little too much heavy lifting going on here. That's right. Whew. It's uh, the most I've talked in one of our podcasts, I think, in yeah, uh, really. ever. That's right. <laughs> well, listen, Ray, prepare for some more heavy lifting because now we got to figure out how to do this outro uh, oh, with boy. just two of us. Okay, so here, we, let me just try this. Uh, hey, Steve. Hey, Rob. Uh, where can people find us? Well, they can find us online at www.atbanter.com. Uh, hey, they can also drop us an email if they so desire at cowbell. Insert cowbell sound here. 
at atbanter.com. Yeah, it's just not the same without no. Ryan on the cowbell. No, no it really isn't. No. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they can also find us on uh, Facebook. Uh, they can find us on Instagram. They can find us on Twitter. We're just all over the place. Yep. In more ways than one. Yeah. Uh, do, we have a link? do we have a LinkedIn page for we do. AT Banter? Yeah, we do. We do. I why, have to, why do I never? Why do I never mention that? Uh, yeah, because uh, it's, we, yeah, we need to work on that. I need to post <laughs> more to it. Just one more place to post. But yeah, we do. We do. Um, all right. Well, I think that is going to about do it for this week. Uh, of course, big thanks to everybody for listening in, and big thanks to Mandy and Tony for joining us. And we will see everybody next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. Take.